Welcome to the Verve Podcast, hosted by me, Lauren Lambrecht, professional coach and founder of Verve Leadership. Verve Leadership works with high-achieving professionals who want to lead a life with greater purpose. We are all about using coaching, art, and creativity to create a life design that emphasizes authenticity, self-awareness, and the structure required to live in alignment every day. This podcast is an opportunity for you to gain insights into how to build your own life design and to be inspired by other individuals just like you who have designed lives full of meaning, passion, and purpose. Thanks for joining us. Now let's dig in. Welcome back for another episode of the Verve Leadership Podcast. I am excited today to be speaking with a dear friend, Pamelia Robinson. Pamelia is a coach based out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and she and I have spent a lot of time together over the last couple years, refining and dreaming and scheming as it relates to our coaching and the services that we want to offer into the world. Um, She's been just a true confidant, a really great thought partner, and somebody who I've really come to value as a friend as well. So uh, today in the podcast, we're going to be talking a little bit about her journey. Um, She left her corporate job, and she'll tell you all about this, but she left her corporate job several years ago to pursue coaching full-time, and I think it's not so much about her pursuing coaching, but just the fact that she left corporate in pursuit of something else, Um, and that is relevant to everybody. Um, And she had um, some ups and downs along the way, but I have watched her and witnessed her, you know, really doing the work and coming out on the other end um, in a really successful, thriving way. And so I'm so honored that she's coming to us today to share her story. It's a great conversation um, about business building, about identity, about uh, just what it takes to be brave and have that courage as you're launching into something new, whether it's starting a business or just a new chapter in your life. But I mean, I hate to be cliche, but it truly is about following your dream. And so come along with me as we talk to Pamelia um, and see what comes out of it for you and how much it inspires you. Now, I will say we recorded this a couple weeks ago, and even just out of the conversation that we had for this uh, podcast, I've made some changes in my own life inspired by um, what she shared with me. And so I'll be sharing a little bit more about that um, in my blog. So do check that out at verveleadership.com. But for now, again, let's take a listen, and I hope that you'll find some inspiring notes for yourself that you'll be able to put into practice as a result of listening today. Thanks for joining. Here we go. All right. Good morning, Pam. How are you doing today? Good morning, Lauren. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. I'm really excited to be here with you um, because I remember last week I just called you and I just was like, Pam, you're amazing. Like, will you be on my podcast? I'm so impressed and inspired by what you're up to in life. And I just want to talk to you and share with the world. So I'm excited that the timing worked out and we're able to get together here today. And that's so funny because I recall that phone call and I was, I had to listen to the recording and I was laughing. I said, well, she's more excited than I am. (laughs) Wonderful. I love it. (laughs) You have that, um, you have that impact on people that you just inspire them and make them just happy. You made me so happy. Um, Thank just, you. That's yeah. what I aspire to do. 
Oh, that's so good. That's so good. So I feel like um, we've been talking about getting together and doing this. And the big thing that's up for me when I think of you is navigating personal change. And I don't like when I think of you and I think about change, I don't think of it as like this massive rapid transformation, like you've turned your life upside down because it was a hot mess before and now it's fabulous. There's nothing wrong with your life from anything that I know about you, but you've just been going through what I've witnessed as a journey um, over the last, I don't know, what would you say, seven, 10 years that we've known each other? Um, we've actually known each other probably a little less than that, but it feels like that, right? It feels it like it's been a very long time because <laughs> I retired from my job, my career in 2016. Okay. So. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's been about four years or so. But it seems like forever. It does seem like a long time. It seems like a long time. So just for context for everybody listening, we met through the International Coach Federation of Pittsburgh, where we both lived at one time. Um, I've moved away from there. But um, we met on, you know, first as members, and then we were on committees, and then board service happened. So we've kind of been through a journey with that, with that board and with that organization for a while, but both of us being coaches and trying to find our way in the coaching community. That's sort of our background. And so I know for me, what I've witnessed in you is, you know, when you first came in and when we were first meeting, it was like you had just retired and you had just started, started to take on um, your coaching practice and defining what that was. Um, and I was in a similar, similar boat trying to establish myself as the coach in the Pittsburgh area. Um, and I've just seen over time, like your clarity coming through and you really coming into yourself as a coach. And the thing that really kind of got me going in terms of inviting you for the podcast is seeing that LinkedIn post where it had your name and it had your beautiful professional photo and it had your, you know, executive coach and, um, you know, your status and all your initials after your name. And it was just such a statement of who you have, be, have who you've become. And like, like I said, grown into, and that's what really just like hit me like, whoa, all those things she's been talking about, she did. And I would just love for you to share with us a little bit about like where you are now, as compared to maybe where you were back in 2016, when you started this part of your journey. Okay. Wow, Lauren. Thank you for that. That was just so inspiring just listening to it. I'm like, who are we talking about? Is this me? <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I just feel like um, life is a journey and it's, it's been a process. This was not anything that happened quickly. Matter of fact, I thought it would be a lot quicker than my expectations was that my transformation was going to be a lot quicker than it was. But um, if you're familiar with Whitney Johnson, um, he's written a book and she talks about the S-curve where we jump from curve to curve in our personal development. And when I left my career of 35 years, I considered it a leap of faith. But little did I know what it was really. I mean, it was, I thought, okay, I'm leaping and it's going to be like, I'm just going to scale this next curve and I'm going to become a coach and everything's going to be wonderful. And it was not, I completely lost myself. I lost my identity. Yeah. And that was a big shock to me because I knew who I was. I had been in my field of IT since the age of 19, 35 plus years. I knew who I was. I, know, I knew the system. I knew how to navigate. 
um, I had been through a lot of challenges, but nothing like transforming yourself into a new career. So it really took me, took me down below the curve. Like I thought I leaped and landed on the curve, <laughs> but I missed the curve. <laughs> I was in the pit. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, visually, I'm a visual person. So I was actually, I missed the curve or it was at the bottom just hanging on for dear life. And I was like, what happened? Why did I do this? What was so my negative self-talk came in. Sure. Why did I do this? What possessed me to leave my security and safety of my career? What was I thinking? You know, all <laughs> those kind of things. So it was, it was interesting. But then me being a person who's always strived to be better and to learn and develop and having a good understanding of who I was before this happened, I thought, okay, I got to find my way back. I'm lost. Yeah. And so I needed help. And Finding the ICF, um, I was like, okay, who, where, who can help me? Where can I get some help? Mm-hmm. And I found the local ICF Pittsburgh chapter, and that's how we met Lauren. Right. I met a couple individuals at my first event, and I felt like, wow, you know, I found a safe place. Yeah. And, then, and, and so everyone helped me, you know, helped me on my journey. So, if I, you know, sometimes you just think you have to do this alone, but you don't. Mm-hmm. It's not really about being alone. It's about being connected with people that can help you and support you along the way. That's wonderful. Well, you brought up something really important. You were talking to yourself about why did I do this? Why would I leave that security and safety? So why did you leave? Why did you jump in the first place? Well, the big reason was that I wasn't happy anymore. Mm. I was just going through the motions. Mm -hmm. Um, I was making a six-figure salary. You know, I had perks. I had cloud on the job, but I just wasn't happy. And it was like, and we know this doesn't happen, but it was like I woke up one day and I realized, why am I doing this? Right. Like, why? You know, and I couldn't really, and, and what I realized was I was really only doing it for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And I, I said to myself, and I actually told HR on, um, on my exit interview, I said, I can no longer be hostage to a paycheck. Ooh. And that was, that was basically it. But in the, there was someone who helped me. Like, you know, there's always like, you're in the darkness. There's always a light that comes on somewhere. Right. And Valerie Burton, I'm not sure if you know who she is. I but do, I adore her. Yes, Valerie Burton is, was, my, was, my, was my lighthouse. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in the dark, I started, um, some, one of my friends turned me on to one of her books. And I one of her first books, I have all of her books. (laughs) And I had been associated, affiliated with her for at least seven years before I decided to leave my job. But it was just through listening to her, her webinars and being on her website and getting her resources. And she just enticed me into coaching. Like I was trying to figure out what was I going to do in the next stage of my life. Coaching was not on my horizon at all. But through reading her books and listening to her and communicating with her, I just start to, uh, it just started to bloom for me and say, you know what? All these years of all the things that you've been doing has been leading you to this. Wow. And so then I was like, okay, well, what are my next steps? Right. Well, then she opened a coaching school. <laughs> so right. I'm thinking, who, what school am I going to go to? A lot of people I met have gone to the Duquesne program. I really didn't even know about the Duquesne program. But 
Valerie had invested in me for free. Yeah. And so I'm like this, whoever invests in me, they got to hire, they have more clout. You know, they have more marbles in my marble drawers, Brene Brown. Ooh, Brene Brown. <laughs> yeah, I love her too. She's one of my, <laughs> one of my features. But Valerie, she, I was on a webinar once with her and this, is, this was the defining moment. You know, there's always, sometimes people can pinpoint it, sometimes they can't. My defining moment was, I was on a webinar at work because I would use it as my professional development, you know, at yes. work. Yes. And, and I was listening to her and she said something that struck me. She said, how is someone's life better because you're in it? Mm. And that stuck with me. Like I couldn't answer that question right then and there. And, but it stuck with me and it just started to marinate and to grow. And, and so then I thought all of a sudden it was like, I thought, you know what? I might want to be a, a life coach. Yeah. And, I, and that's what I first, you know, I wouldn't, I mean, I do executive coaching, but someone said to me, and this was, was great because I just absorbed things like this. They said, all coaching is life coaching after the first couple of sessions. Yeah. Because it's really all about life. Right. So I decided to go. She had an intensive program. I decided to go. It was a weekend, four days. I decided mm-hmm. to go to Atlanta to participate in this um, intensive coaching workshop to see if coaching was for me. And so that's what I did. I flew down there. I got a girlfriend to go with me. I said, let's make a little trip. Let's have some fun. And we went down and I I invested myself in this four-day intensive. And the first day, at the end of the first day, I was sold. I knew that it was going to be what I did next. And I was still working. So I had, you know, it took me, you know, uh, probably like in the next year before I was really transitioning out but I had the I had the plan now, like I had a plan. So, so for that four day intensive, was that your coach certification, or was that just an introduction to coaching and maybe like a life life coaching workshop where you're supposed to work your own stuff? It was a um, for the intensive that they do. It was not my certification. I actually enrolled in her formal uh, coach training program, which is ICF certified approved. Um, the intensive is something for existing coaches or maybe people who coach on the job internally but don't have certification. So we went through, it was like a, like a crash course in all the things in, that they would teach you on a greater level. And then one day was business development. So they actually had someone help you figure out like, you know, how to set up a, you know, if you wanted to set up a website, you know, some of the things you needed to consider if you were going to do this for a business. That okay. was the add-on. It was a three-day program. And the fourth day was an add-on for business. And I took that as well because I thought, you know, I'm probably going to do this, you know, so I figured I'd just invest in the whole package. Great. But um, after I was drawn to her program because it's coaching and positive psychology. Oh, what does that, that mean? Was, What's the, the positive psychology is the study of well-being. Hmm. And that's what she focused on in all the outreach that she does and what she's talking. And she went to university of Penn and was certified in uh, co- coaching and positive psychology. And so I was drawn to that because there was another component to it. And I'm, a, I'm one of those people, I like to get the most for my money. And I thought <laughs> the coaching certification and I could get, you know, a good bit of emphasis on positive psychology, which was intriguing to me. I didn't really know what it was other than it was the study of well-being, but there's so much more to it. And so that's, that's how I got involved with um, her. Amazing. 
Wow. So it really sounds like you were on your path, you were doing what you needed to do, and you had this moment of inspiration from somebody that you trusted, somebody who you'd grown to trust over time, and you decided to leap and to follow that voice in your head that said, like, this could turn into something. I don't know what, but it could be something, and I'm willing to trust and to, to follow. Well, I, I'd say it was more following my heart. Mm. You know, we talk about, you know, all the information sources that we have in our body. Um, my head was saying, but this isn't what you're playing. This isn't what you, you said you were going to do because, you know, Lauren, I have a creative side just as, like you. And I, I had a business that I started in 2009, which was a home-based um, product and apparel decorating business. And that was going to be my retirement income plus. Oh, I didn't realize that was what that that was always my plan. Okay. So that was the plan. Coaching was not part of the plan. This uprooted my whole plan. You know, just blew it up. (laughs) That's the best way to go. I love blowing up a plan. That's awesome. That's so good. Okay. So following your heart, your head was saying that you were supposed to do this home-based product and apparel business and then coaching crept in. Um, and your heart said yes. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. So you mentioned early on that there were some ups and downs, that it was not easy. You dropped below the curve. Let's get into that a little bit more. So you, you're going through Valerie's program. You do the intensive. It takes you about a year to leave. Um, what happened after you left? Well, the day I left, I had this absolute amazing calmness hmm. that on my way home from work I still remember this the day that I left the last day of work when I left and I was driving home you know if you ever experience these moments where it seems like everything gets quiet and you can almost hear the, like the hallelujah chorus <laughs> I just I was driving home and it was absolute silence and I just felt like all was well with the world that my decision that I had made was the absolutely best decision. And I think that was a gift from God because I think he needed to give me that. So I would have hope because little did I know what was going to happen later. (laughs) (laughs) So I always had that to go back to. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what actually, what happened was I I love school. I love learning. Learning is one of my, um, things that I'd love to do. So I love learning. I love development. I'd done that all through my career. I love develop, helping others to grow. But I w- was fine while I was in school. While I was in school, you know, I had support network. You, had a, you were assigned to a coach, so you coached every week, and you just had that support. Well, once I was finished, it was a, Valerie's program was a six-month program, and it took about eight months because you had six months to complete the program, and then you had um, a month or so to complete the testing, the preparation for your testing, your certification. So I finished, I started in January, I finished in August. And then I was like, now what? Hmm. I, I, I'm certified. Mm-hmm. But I have no idea of what to do. You know, yeah. I, I had a website, you know, we went through that developmental part, but it's like, a, you can hang up your shingle, but what do you do? I had the, I had the knowledge but I did not have the confidence. Right. And I don't right. think that's something they could teach you. You just kind of have to, you have to develop it along the way. Absolutely. I'm going to 
pause for one second. So you have the knowledge, but not the confidence. I feel like what I'm hearing too, you mentioned earlier, like you lost your identity. And so it's like, it's, it sort of sounds like this is where that identity piece comes in, right? You had an identity as an IT professional, you had an identity as a business person, but now you don't have your business yet. You're certified, but you're not quite yet a coach because you're not in it yet. So tell me a little bit more about that identity piece and how that came into play here. Sure. So um, like I said, I had that I was competent and I felt in my mind that I was competent, but I wasn't confident to coach. And um, I did experience, that was pretty much when I really experienced the identity, I call it identity crisis. Um, I was at this point where I was like, I don't know who I am. (laughs) Who am I? (laughs) And so I felt, um, I have struggled with in the past, and many women that I have worked with have struggled with imposter syndrome. Yeah. So it was like that creeped up. And it was like, who, you're a phony, you're a fake. You, how are you going to go out and coach someone when you're a mess? Oh, that's a <laughs> um, question, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's what I had to battle through. And that's where the ICF helped because I had to go back. I, I was coached by, um, and coaching helps there too. Like I had someone who was coaching me and they were reaching back into my experience of my 35 years in IT and pulling out things. And then it was like, oh, wow, yes. I, I can look back and pull out the experiences that will translate that are relevant to coaching. Things that I work through collaboration, building teams, and interpersonal relationships. Um, I was like, wow, that's all related. And, you know, Lauren, my top strength is connectedness. Ah. And so, I just was like, you weren't connecting all the dots. And so I had this vision of, I I saw an image and I love images. I saw an image of a butterfly, you know, and how the transformation happens from the caterpillar. And I started reading a little bit about that. And it was like, you basically have to tear down, the the caterpillar has to disintegrate itself, you know, tear everything down and enzymes digest itself so that it can transform into this butterfly. And I was like, wow. And people always talk about transformation in coaching, but I focus on the transition. And it, you know, the words may seem similar, but the transition is the process we have to go through before we're transformed. And I had to go through a transformation, but I had to, I had to live through the transition periods. And they're ups and downs, just like life. Yeah. Wow. I never thought about it like that in terms of you have to kind of break it down and then build it back up. You can't just like step, just step immediately into a new thing. You sort of have to dissolve the old. Wow. I like that. Because I work with my clients a lot on transformation. A lot of my clients are new moms and I have a whole exercise I do with them around Um, me then, me now, me future. And we talk a little bit about, we talk a lot about who was I before I was married, before I had kids? What were some of the main things that I think thought of and how did I define myself then? 
So that's me then. And then me now is now I'm in this new situation. Like, what does it feel like? And a lot of the ways they describe themselves in the now is just very chaotic, very much that imposter, very much like, who am I? Who do I think I am? Why was this ever a good idea? (laughs) That's how they feel in the now. And then we talk about building for the future and having that vision of who they want to grow into. But I always encourage them not to completely leave behind the me then or even some of the me now, like some of the things that are in your present, even in the chaos, can be really good things. You learn about resilience when you're a new mom. You learn about um, balancing your time and like prioritization and what really matters, right? So we want to keep those things and we want to keep that adventurous spirit or that, you know, joyful way we used to live before we had this worry of keeping a little person alive. <laughs> so we want to hold on to the past. We want to appreciate the things that we're developing in the present, but then we pull the best of all those things into the future and add to it. Yeah. Very much see that in your story as well. Yes. And I love the um, design concepts that you use. Um, When you did that webinar with us on the ICF, I loved it. And I can't wait to be able to purchase some of your materials to use (laughs) in my country. I really love hearing that. <laughs> and it will be happening soon, I promise you. I know. I, I know you. So I'm looking forward to that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, wow, we've gone through a lot of, you know, where you've been and what you what you were feeling as you're going through it. I think it's all super powerful. And, you know, coming into this call, I didn't know exactly what we were going to cover. I knew we were just going to talk about your your journey. Um, But there's so many good lessons in this that I think other folks listening who are about to embark on a transition or who are thinking about it or who are in that messy middle at the bottom of the curve hanging on for dear life, I think they're going to have a lot of, um, I don't know, they're going to feel that they're not alone (laughs) hearing your story and hearing this is just sort of what it's like. It's not just an easy, um, easy transition. Right. I think what people do is we think when we want to make a transformation, we think of where we are and where we're going. But what about the middle? Right. That's the, the transition. And it's not a straight line. And it's, I wrote down some things on trans, transitioning. It's messy. You know, it's very messy. But you got to embrace the mess because mm-hmm. each hurdle that you get over will help you get to the next one. You know, it's just like, you know, it's a marathon. It's, it's not, it's distance. It's not a sprint. And I had to tell myself that because I like things to be quick, fast. Yes. <laughs> then I had to look back to my career. It took me 35 years to build that career. You know, it wasn't like yeah. I just left. I re- had to go back to the beginning when I first graduated from my first schooling and went to my first job. I was 19 years old. I remember the day I walked into the room into this computer data center and I looked around and I almost had a panic attack because I saw all this stuff and all this equipment. And I was like, Oh my God, what did I cut myself off for? I'm never going to be able to learn all this stuff. Right. And then, you know, down the road, I can look back and laugh because I could see things scrolling on the screen and I can read those things in 10 seconds flat, you know, because it's, you train yourself to, to do that. So it's, and it's like one step at a time. I, you know, we've talked before, I suffer from overwhelm. 
and it's mainly my self-imposed overwhelm. Got it. So when I when I find myself feeling overwhelmed, I'm going too fast. I need to slow it down Mm. and break it down into chunks, like eating the elephant. Break it Mm -hmm. down into pieces that are more manageable. And I experienced that over my career, but I was always able to manage it because I had people around me that I, I always built a support network wherever I go. I always build a support network and, and it's about give and take. It's not me just take, 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 you know, I would be able to give and help and I'm a great troubleshooter. So I wasn't the man, you know, people would come to me and they tell me their stories all the time. And then they'd start telling me all about their life. And I was like, how did that happen? You know, uh-huh. <laughs> they felt comfortable talking to me. They felt that I cared and they felt that they could tell me things. And so they did. And they, they felt they had my confidence. So when I did, did a strength finders assessment and saw and figured out what my strengths really were that I kind of knew, but I just took them for granted. And that's why I'm such a big proponent of, of strength finders, because people do things naturally that they don't give themselves credit for but they're really strengths. Absolutely. And, and that's what, you know, what I found that helped me get through, like the transitions, relying on the things that I know I'm really good at and using those in new and creative ways. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, leveraging those strengths, those things that have made you successful in the past, they're not, they're not going to go away just because you're in a new job. They're probably going to help you more in that new place because you're in a more aligned place um, and you still get to leverage those best parts of yourself. And Absolutely. would you say that that's true, that in the coaching world or in your new job as an executive coach, you get to use your strengths in an even more profound way? Absolutely. And I get to help people look at things. I, I, call the, I have what I use, I call the four Ps. I call them the P factors. It's possibility, potential, perspective, and perception. Oh, and so I, I work with people doing, using those four things to, to help them see how all these things are related and how you can draw out your inner strengths and utilize them to help you through whatever you have to face. Incredible. What would you say has come from that when you're doing your coaching? What have you noticed um, in your clients when you use that model with them? I noticed that they always say, I never thought about that. Yeah. (laughs) That that. happens a lot in coaching. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what you want because you want, you want those wheels to start working. Mm -hmm. You want to get the, you want to put the oil on those wheels and get those wheels to start moving and start rolling because then they come up with their own solutions and their own goals and their own dreams and their own focus. So that just helps to, I consider it like clearing the path, Mm -hmm. clear the path. We talk all this about the brain and I'm not an expert on the brain, but I'm starting to understand how those pathways, pathways are blocked sometimes to the creativity part of our brain. Hmm. We're stuck in that animal reptile brain, which is the flight, flight or fear or freeze syndrome. And we can't get through to breakthrough. So if we can clear the path, then we have an open channel and things can start happening. Synapses start firing and ideas start to percolate. And so that's what I like. That's my goal in helping my client to, to unlock their own creativity and to 
look deep and find their power that they have inside. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. They're lucky to have you, all those current and future clients of yours. (laughs) (laughs) I think so. And I hope they, I hope they're, they're out there waiting for me. They are. But I think it's, it's the reason that you are so powerful as a coach is because you've been through it yourself. Like if your transition was just really easy and you just decided one day, oh, gee, I'm going to be a coach and it's going to be simple and it's just going to happen. And then you just did it and it was fine. Maybe for some people, they would enjoy having a coach that made it, things look so simple. Yeah, but yeah. I personally appreciate that you've been in the struggle and you've been in the shoes of what the majority of people are going to go through at, in a personal change you know, moment. And you can speak from the heart. And I know that in coaching, the whole point of coaching is that we are not experts. We are not there to tell anybody what to do. It's very different than mentoring or consulting. We're there to ask questions and bring out those insights. But I can't help but believe that when you have a shared experience or a common um, process or a common, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but like when you've been in that person's shoes in some way, at least emotionally, like, I don't feel like I need to have been a CEO to coach a CEO, but I need to have gone through an emotional experience like that person experienced, right? And yes. you've done that for your clients. And so yes. you can be empathetic with them in a whole different way than somebody who's never struggled a day in their life, right? Exactly. And it took me a while to get to the point where um, I was uncomfortable in, with the thought of coaching a CEO or senior leaders. Right. Because I didn't feel that I had that experience that I could relate to them. And then when, when like I said, when some, I was on a webinar with WBEX, which has been one of my greatest, um, the greatest thing that for his education of coaching mm-hmm. and building confidence, just listening to the different speakers. But um, one expert said that, you know, you don't, most of the time when they're working with executives, they're not helping them with the things that they already know how to do. They're helping them with the things that they're struggling with. And a lot of those have to do with people and relationships and different things like that. And then, then it clicked for me and saying, okay, I can add value here. And that's what helped help me kind of get through that own block that I, I had a limiting belief that I wasn't going to be able to coach an executive. And now I don't have that anymore. Right. Because if there's anything that we know, it's people. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Emotions and behaviors. So yeah, I feel like that is definitely our strength and our gift that we bring to the table. Um, Sitting back and watching and learning and and exploring and observing people dynamics. Um, Yeah. A lot of CEOs don't probably have time to do that. (laughs) And so we can bring that to the table for them. And for, for everyday people as well, I, I feel mm-hmm. like um, there's so much pressure, not pressure, emphasis placed on executive coaching. But like you said earlier, like executive coaching is life coaching because executives are people too and they've got lives and they've got struggles or whatever. Um, but I feel like there's so much pressure, sorry, I keep saying pressure, emphasis placed on that C-suite level of leader who supposedly like needs this one-on-one consultation, one-on-one coaching. But I think coaching is really for everyone. I feel that a stay-at-home mom can use a coach just as much as a CEO. I feel like, you know, anybody who's looking to do something more or different in their career could benefit from having a coach. 
and, and, and so I wish we could make it more accessible to more people. And I wish more people could make it accessible to themselves yeah. and feel like they were worthy of having that partnership um, with someone as they're developing their, their lives. And that is part of my goal. I absolutely agree with you. That is part of my goal. My goal was never to be an executive coach. Mm-hmm. You know, that was not it. I am the champion of the underdog mm-hmm. my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so my goal is to bring coaching to the masses. And that's why I'm involved with pro bono coaching and with organizations that provide coaching to the underprivileged. Um, those, are the, those are areas that I'm really, really passionate about. But I also feel like you can be part of the solution from the top down or the bottom up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as you're part of the solution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. I've, I've seen that in your journey as well, like really struggling with like, you know, I want to make money and I want to be, you know, legitimized as a coach with that business component. But my true client isn't necessarily somebody who's going to be paying thousands of dollars that's going to support, you know, my, my income. And it sounds like you've found some really interesting ways to serve both things um, and to find your niche to serve that underdog and to bring your value to more people that are typically, you know, called the, the, the target client for most folks. Yes. And you know what, Lauren, you're one of the people to help me get there. <laughs> Okay, tell me more about that. I was not aware. (laughs) Some of our conversations on the coach lab, you know, um, our little project that, you know, just helping me to get a different perspective and understanding that it doesn't have to be either or. It can be both and. Both. If I have some executive clients that are paying me well, then I have the resources to dedicate some time to pro bono coaching or working with organizations that don't pay so much um, so I can do them both. I don't have to put myself in one box and mm-hmm. stay there. And I'm, I'm always one of those people who I'm, a, I'm like a rebel at heart. I never want to just be conformed to what other people think that I should be. I want to strive to be unique and just be who I am, you I know, just it. be. So you're one of the people that helped me with that. Um, maybe you knew, maybe you didn't. Just some conversations that we've had, in general talking just started me thinking, you know, why am I resisting this so much? Oh, I love it. What yeah. in me is keeping me from resisting? And I had to step my game up too. I had to think bigger, you know, be bigger, do more to to increase that level of confidence. So I, I thank you for helping me, whether you knew you helped me or not. It was just being the way you be, the your way of being helped me wow. to elevate my thoughts too. So I thank you for that. Thank you. I did not even know that was going on. So I really appreciate it. So we've talked again a lot about, we've talked about so many wonderful things here. Um, I'm delighted that I could be a support to you as you've um, been on the journey, even if I didn't know it at the time. Um, I know we've always had really great conversations, so I'm not terribly surprised that there were takeaways from it because I know I have a lot of takeaways from it. Um, from the times that we talked to, um, but really delighted that that's helped. And even when you're saying like the stepping up your game and getting more confidence and all of that, I know that there's some other things that have been going on, like outside of the business building. Um, I know you've gone on a personal health journey as well. So tell us a little bit about that and like how that journey has intersected with your business building journey. 
Okay. So part of my coaching has, it has a component of self-care because self-care is extremely important. I mean, we experience physical, emotional, psychological stress, and it impacts us. It impacts us in so many ways. So for me, when you're, when I was in IT, I was, it was primarily sitting a lot. So I never in my, in my entire life until I got into my late thirties, did I have a problem with putting on some extra pounds? I was always fit. I was always athletic. So it was kind of like a surprise, but then you just kind of get used to it and you don't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. But when I went into coaching that it impacted my confidence too, how mm-hmm. I looked. How, pe- mm-hmm. how I felt people might perceive me, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't going into health coaching. You know, every, we know that this world is visual and everybody's judging or you're judging yourself too. Right. Probably so, judging yourself more than other people are judging exactly. you. But yeah, it, it's, our own it's really worst interesting when you yes. do look at the people who are like the face of coaching. Um, those really public figures, there is like a look. And, you know, for us being African-American, you're lucky that you have Valerie Burton as like your role model in that space. I definitely didn't have that in my coaching right. journey. But like already for me, just being Black has been a bit of a like, oh, like, do I fit in? Is this for me? And then when you add on top of it, like not necessarily feeling comfortable in your own skin as far as your you know body image, that's a whole other level on top of it. I it absolutely is. relate to what you're saying. And it can definitely impact your confidence. Yeah. So I started, um, I'm, a, I'm usually a person who thinks that I can do everything myself. <laughs> mm. And But I, I struggled with staying on track or even just knowing what to do, trying this, trying that. And then I decided, you know, I, you believe in coaching. You say you believe in coaching and you're a coach and you don't, this is not your area of expertise. Yeah. So you need to get some help. Yeah. So I hired a, a health coach mm-hmm. and I hired an African-American health coach who I had become acquainted with and I had been following some of, she was doing some videos, just like Valerie, I, I have to develop kind of a relationship with you sure. to, before I'm willing to invest in you. And I saw what she was doing and where she came from, what her story was, and I felt comfortable with her. So, so I, I, um, I, I, you know, hired her to start working with me. And what I realized, like she is a coach and not just telling you what you should do and what you should eat and how you should exercise. She actually digs into the what's going on behind it. Mm. She helped me to see, helped me to realize for myself that I had a mindset about weight loss that, you know, I had tried and failed. And so I just was like, this is just something that I can't do. Yep. And so I had like a fixed mindset regards to it. So when you get a fixed mindset, you're not going to try to push through because you just feel like, what's the point? And, and mindsets are a lot of what we deal with in coaching. And I was surprised. I was like, wow, I have a a fixed mindset in this area and mm-hmm. I need to change that. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm one of those people, if I see something that's wrong or if I see something that I don't like, you change it. And if yeah. you can't change it, you change how you think about it. Hmm. <laughs> so I needed to change how I thought about it and I needed to change it, my, what I did, how I do things. So I took her 12-week program and it was, it was amazing. Not that I lost a ton of weight, but I felt comfortable. I did lose, I lost about 20 pounds, which was great. And I had been losing uh-huh. some weight going to the gym, but I made some lifestyle changes. 
And I mean, it's hard. It's, it's, I find that it's easier to lose weight than it is to keep it off. Hmm. You got to, after you get it off, you got to live it. Yeah. And that's, that's the transition. I go back to transitions. I have to live in the transitions. I can't live in the transformation mm-hmm. because the transitions is what keep me going day to day and getting me to the next thing. And so that's where, where I am with that. Um, I learned a lot from her in those 12 weeks and I may use her again at different intervals, like in coaching, you don't have yeah. to coach all the time. Yeah. Sometimes you, you, know, you have a coach, sometimes you have a coach in one area or another area. And that's what I, I use that as an example when I'm talking to people as well to say, you don't always have to have a coach. It doesn't say that you're incompetent or that you're not able to do things yourself. It's just easier. If you have someone, it can help you. And I'm kind of hard-headed and, and, I, and I'm like, don't do everything the hard way. Use the easy way sometimes. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And everything's a little bit easier when you've got somebody next to you going through it with you. Exactly. Absolutely. Wow. Congratulations. It's, that's a big deal. I mean, even though you said you didn't take a ton off, like I think there's a lot of people out there that would think if I could ditch, ditch a 20, that would be great. <laughs> I would not be opposed to that. Um, so congratulations for doing that and then doing the work to maintain it but more the mental work around yeah. maintaining it. That's a, really a lot of it is job. mental and I'm a work in progress. I'm not perfect. Of course. Of course. You just go as we go with the flow. Go with it. Let's go grow as we go. And it sounds like you've met, ma- maybe not mastered. It's hard to master these things, but you're, you are very much in line with this whole idea of self-acceptance and just, it is what it is. You are who you are. You're doing the work, work in progress. Um, but you're accepting all of that and not fighting against it. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and one thing is I see in this world, like you look on social media and you see people that are doing all these things from the cosmetic surgery, plastic yeah. surgery, all this layers and layers of makeup, um, all these different things. And I'm like, we're putting on the outside we're just putting covering on the outside, but the inside's a mess. And I feel like coaching, we can help you get the inside looking as great as you look on the outside. Mm-hmm. Cause when you take all that stuff off, you still got to look in the mirror. Yes. And when you look in the naked mirror of self, do you love what you see? Yeah. Yeah. I've talked to a girlfriend about this. I have one key girlfriend that I talked to about like weight stuff. And I, when I talk to her about it, like what comes up for me is that I want my outside to match how wonderful I feel inside. And I just sort of feel like my vessel isn't, isn't um, showcasing like how I feel on the inside. And I I do want to adjust that. Like, I'm fine. Like everything's fine, whatever, but it can always be a little bit better. And again, it's not because of just you know, ego or just, you know, social pressures to look a certain way, it really does come down to like, I want those two visions of myself to match. Right. And, and, and I feel like you, Lauren, cause I feel really good on the inside. I feel good about who I am and who I've become and who I'm becoming as I read Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. <laughs> it was awesome. But um, I also see because I suffered from low self-esteem as a, as a, teenager and a young adult 
Mm-hmm. I see it. I can see it. Like I have an eye for it. So sometimes I can see beyond that presentation and see that the person inside is not feeling whole and well. And not that they need therapy. They just need some encouragement and acceptance of who they are. They need to know who they are. And they need to take their power back because they've yes. given it away. And that's so that's, that's the part that I really, really like helping people with. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So good. So good. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm saying this, like, it's, it's kind of like a transformation, but it's not, a, you know, metamorphosis, but it's definitely a transformation. Like you're doing the work on all the fronts and you're using your resources and you're bringing other people along the journey with you. Um, it's just been so beautiful and wonderful to watch and witness and experience alongside you. So thank you for inviting me in um, and, and letting me bear witness to um, what you've been up to in this amazing next phase of your life. And thank you, Lauren, for giving me a view of, of being able to celebrate, you know, mm. where I've come. Because a lot of times we, we practice that with our clients, but we don't always practice it with ourselves. And just going back through this journey with you has helped me to celebrate, you know, just celebrate a little bit where I've been and where I've come and what I still have to do. So oh, thank you so much. Sure. If we were on video, you'd be seeing a super cheesy smile on my face right now because I'm smiling so hard. <laughs> I can hear your smile. And you can probably hear mine too. Oh, that's your smile. <laughs> well, um, for all the people who've been listening and who are really invested in your journey now and are just curious about uh, learning more about you, where can they find you? So you can find me. I have, um, you can reach me on Facebook mm-hmm. on Life View Coaching. And online, www.lifeviewcoaching.com. Awesome. And let me tell you what, you want to follow Pam because, my goodness, (laughs) she's like the most resourceful person I've ever met. She, like, I regularly just share your your posts because it's just like, yep, she nailed it. That's exactly (laughs) what needs to be shared in the world right now. I'm just going to forward this on. Um, so I'm always kind of re- reposting or um, resharing your messages. Um, you've got a really nice mix of upbeat, inspirational messages, hard-hitting articles, and then action-oriented to-dos. You just have a really nice, like, I kind of call you like the, the um, cultivator of the goodness on the web. And I really, really love following you on LinkedIn and on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, I even get to see some of your creative efforts too for what you're doing with your apparel business. And I love seeing what you're creating for your clients there too. So um, I highly support following Pam on all the different mediums that you can. Thank you, Lauren. I really, I wrote down what you said, cultivator of the goodness. I love that. You are a cultivator of the goodness, my friend. I wrote that down. (laughs) Awesome. Well, this has been so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. And thank you to all of you who are listening. I hope you enjoyed it and let us know what you thought. What were some of your takeaways and moments of inspiration from this conversation with the lovely Pamelia Robinson? Thanks everybody for listening. Catch you next time. To keep the insights coming, visit me at my website, www.verveleadership.com, where you can learn more about me and my approach, as well as get information about how to work with me one-on-one or via group coaching. There's also information there about upcoming virtual classes, workshops, and retreats. 
You can connect with me on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, where you'll find tons of useful resources, articles, and videos. Just search for Verve Leadership. Talk to you again soon.